0: good day and welcome to episode 71 of the plus one player podcast i am one of your hosts steve and as always i'm joined by the lore connoisseur himself matt oh oh matt how goes it good good to hear and this week once again due to scheduling conflicts android (laughs) queen kate is back on the show as you notice we haven't had a rotation in a couple weeks but we, we, we go with it we go with it so kate how are you
1: i'm all right it's been kind of a crazy. Start, right? I, it's been a crazy week. I don't know. Weird energy this week. Weird energy. Weird energy. Oh. Yeah.
0: Well, what I do you hope mean? the weird energy doesn't persist what do you through mean the weekend. By weird yeah, I need to
1: get out my crystals. Let's dive in and cleanse. <gasps> no, I'm kidding. I don't Let's do that.
2: Let's cleanse She's right Cleansing
0: now. herself in a pool of crystals. It sounds
1: painful to me. With a tuning fork. But who
2: am I to judge? Is Mercury retrograde? That is the question
1: maybe that's the answer i feel like
2: people just
0: (laughs) fall back on that all the time whenever they're having like a tough time like ah mercury's a retrograde like mercury's just perpetually in retrograde
2: you can't convince me otherwise i forget where i was once but i was talking to someone who i didn't know it might have been like a receptionist or something and you know i was like hey how are you doing and she was like jupiter it's really fucking me this week (laughs)
0: Alright. Like oh I didn't know Jupiter could do that. I thought right. it was strictly Mercury. I thought Mercury was the one that was fucking with us all the time, but I who know. knows? I now think I guess Mercury's Jupiter.
2: the basic the basic level. So when <laughs> Jupiter really gets involved, it's... you
0: know something's up.
1: Okay.
2: Shit's going down.
0: That's insane. Well
1: Don't at me, <laughs> Jupiter.
2: <laughs> don't
0: at me, Jupiter. Please don't. You and your buddy Mercury can go take a hike. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. Stay
3: in
2: alignment. the line. Big old gas bag. <laughs> That's some astrology humor. I mean, astronomy humor. Astronomy
0: humor. Whatever. We got it. And you'll notice that Manny is also not with us, and it's because he's controlling a weather machine on the planet Jupiter. (laughs) He is the one who is fucking with all of us. So thank you, Manny. So while he's out there on Jupiter... We're gonna to have to keep the house clean. So as always, follow us on social media. We are at Plus One Player on Twitter and Instagram, and that's at Plus the Number One Player. You can find us on Facebook as well at Facebook.com/slash Plus One Player. So go check out all of our social media pages, and of course, head on over to the website, which is Plus One Player.com. There you can find all of our articles, all of our podcasts, and you can find links to our Twitch, which is Twitch.tv/Plus One Player, streaming all types of games lately. So go check us out there. We're having a good time. So come and hang out. And also on the website and in the Twitter bio, you can find links to the Discord. Come on, join the community. We have a great group of folks having awesome conversations all day and all night. Had a good chat about the Avengers Endgame trailer that came today. And I know Kate doesn't like the Marvel movies. She threw shade at us. I fell asleep. very upset about that. I fell asleep. Because they're fantastic. And the trailer was great. We had a great conversation. So I can't wait for that to talk more about it in the Discord. So come on and join the fun, unless, of course, you're racist. In which case, I hope Thanos snapped you right the fuck out of here. Oh. Oh.
2: Should have gone further
0: ahead. Should have.
1: <laughs> and if you've enjoyed Alabama. our
0: content, and if you've enjoyed hanging out in the Discord, think of heading on over to patreon.com one player. If you're feeling generous, throw us a buck or two, because every dollar you throw us will go right to the show to make it the best it could possibly be. We have an awesome group of supporters, and we'd love it if you would join that group. And of course, we can't finish up housekeeping without mentioning the biggest Patreon supporter we have. That's the sponsor of the show, Nerdiest Brands. But of course, I'll tell you about that a little bit later. And one last reminder, PAX East coming up next week. We're going to be there Thursday through Saturday, maybe a little bit of Sunday. I don't know. Kind of up in the air. We'll see. But we'll definitely be there Thursday through Saturday. Having a great time. So if you're in the area, let us know. We'd love to meet up with you, play some games, go have a drink. All the fun stuff that comes along with PAX East. So we hope to see you all there. And with that, the house is clean. We have another action-packed episode for you all here. Episode 71. We just keep pumping these things out. There's no sign of stopping, but we need to know what we're talking out. about. So please, Matt, tell us what is on the agenda.
2: Well, we are going to play everyone's favorite g 2 mini game, Swipe Right or Die Alone after that. We're going to go into the topic of the pod, which is something we haven't really ever discussed before. We're going to be talking about side activities in games. So things that don't really have to do with the main story, with the main quest, but things are th- that are just in games, that are side activities that you can spend your time on. We're going to talk about some of our favorites, why they think they're fun, why they add things to the game. Um, so we'll get that into we'll get into that a little bit later. And then we will wrap up with patch notes, where we will discuss some of the more recent news stories, and then we will be done. All right. So let me get Larry. I think this is his. This is he's here two two times in a row. That's a lot yeah, for Larry. we, we how did pretty we, much brought him. Do we have him on a contract? Point? Like, I mean, uh, we uh, might yeah, as well yeah, just replace me with Larry. <laughs> I think he's more fun. <laughs> I don't know if he knows anything about video games though.
0: We we really don't know his
2: video game yeah.
0: history. So we brought Hubub,
2: that up last time. Hub, yeah, see. <laughs> clearly <laughs> you're not Larry because you don't even know I'm the not, name. I don't of even game. know how to say it. All right, Larry. Hello everyone, and welcome to our G2CAG standalone game, swipe right or die alone, I'm America's favorite niche podcast, game show host, Larry Rudabega, and welcome. Just a reminder for our at-home listeners, Swipe Right or Die Alone is a dating show game in which one contestant, Steve, will be asking our prospective first dates various questions to learn more about them. Trick is, each of them will be answering as a video game character, and at the end of the questioning, Steve will need to guess who is who and who he most wants to go on a date with. If you're tuning in at home, you can guess along with him. I'd like to introduce our contestant now, Steven.
0: So I actually what are you looking for? I I got to tell you I am actually stepping out as the contestant. I have someone taking my place. So oh. I just going I got to bring him in real quick. He's Oh. He's a little rough around the edges sometimes, but here Okay.
2: It comes. Oh boy. Colonel,
0: what the hell is a dating game? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I'm here. This codec doesn't match what I'm used to. <laughs> who the
2: hell are you people?
1: Do you even know who that is? Is that Solid... Who yeah, is that? Solid, solid Snake.
2: Snake. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Larry. I don't know I'm who sorry, that is. Larry. Well, Larry, Snake. my name can is Solid Snake. Can I call you Snake for short?
0: Or you can call me David, which I right. inexplicably mentioned at the end of the first game to hell, Otacon.
2: <laughs> All right, David. Well, we have... Do we have three contestants? Let me check behind the curtain. Oh, yeah. We do have three contestants. Uh, three one played by the Sabres. Saber number.
0: Because I have for... two other clone brothers. So there's three of us. Oh my god. <laughs> Maybe I could get the other two contestants to go on a six-way date with us.
1: Oh my god.
2: No!
0: You
1: don't even like them.
2: Allegedly. <laughs> All right. Uh, for just for our at-home viewers' uh, knowledge, Kate will be playing two characters so i will go in the middle to separate them out so that you know who is who so david (laughs) yes what is your first question for uh for the contestants your potential suitors
0: contestant number one i need everything explained to me in excruciating detail for example even though i'm a stealth secret agent I'm surprised when I hack into a base and I realize they have surveillance cameras. <laughs> so can you please explain to me in excruciatingly painful detail, how you would spend our first date together? Okay. Go
1: <laughs> So I think for our first date, we would do something kind of rural. um i'm not a I'm not a uh-huh. city slicker. We would maybe- I live in Alaska. Okay, okay. We're off to a good start, then. Lives in so since you need excruciating detail, let me see here. So we would probably um, go to the barn and put saddles on our horses and then get on the horses um, and go for a ride. He needs excruciating detail. like So I'm trying to be very specific here.
0: This is good.
1: Go for a ride on the trail, maybe have a picnic or something. Come back, sit on the porch, drink a lemonade, and uh, watch the stars. Fuck. <laughs> All right.
0: That sounds like something
1: I could get behind. <laughs> Contestant number two.
2: Well, I'm a little bit more adventurous than that. That sounds kind of boring.
1: <laughs> Excuse me.
2: <laughs> Whatever, a lemonade. I would really like to explore something completely incomprehensible with you
0: like something that that,
2: (laughs) something that like nobody's ever been to before that's where i'd take you and that's what we would do together danger don't care i'll kill everything
0: me too although i like to use tranquilizer darts when i can i get bonuses at the end of the mission if i don't kill anyone
2: well i'd probably kill everyone (laughs) So that might not work out. On a date? The bonus points. Yeah, action packed. Lemonade girl. Action packed. Excuse me. It'd be great. Okay.
0: Okay. Contestant number three. The same question.
1: Okay. I am a little more adventurous as well. I think we might go for a ride on a motorcycle. Maybe take it Hmm. back to a cabin if we are if things go well on the motorcycle. Oh my god. Sit in front of the fire. And you know, see where it goes from there.
0: I'm having a vague flashback, like perhaps this might have happened to a family <laughs> member of mine.
1: Um, this this is actually like a little awkward. So, if you're oh. if you're thinking who, if you have a guess of who I am, this is like gonna
0: I be think slightly I know awkward when
1: it's revealed. But let's let's play the game. <laughs> okay, so
0: my second an question. Awkward interaction. Yeah, is, yeah. Back to contestant number one. Mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of shit on the battlefield. I've even seen love bloom on the battlefield. (laughs) Which, by the way, can totally happen. So all the shit that I've seen, sometimes it leaves me with night terrors where I wake up screaming. How would you console me back to sleep, contestant one?
1: Let's see here. Well, console you back to sleep. I try to think of the word. I don't know what it's called. Um, I guess I would maybe read to you from the family bible um we don't have a lot of books it's boring (laughs) can you stop editorializing (laughs) my answers please yes let's see here maybe sit in the rocking chair for a bit again watch the stars listen to the the calming sounds of the outside world of nature stop making faces contested number two Go ahead, talk about talk about war and destruction and whatever you're going to talk about.
0: Yes, contestant number two. I wake up screaming in the middle of the night. What do you do?
2: If we're close at this point. If we're not close, I'd probably hit you over <laughs> Jesus. the head. But if we are close, I, I'd take you to uh, one of my favorite rooms. And we would look up out at the stars and all of the beautiful nebula structures flowing by us and i would hope that that would calm you down i think (laughs) i might know who he is too
1: I, i kind of have a guess but
0: contestant three
1: so in my line of work i've also seen some shit perhaps not quite on the battlefield but in that same vein so you know i would probably encourage you to maybe open up and tell me about it. And then we could sort of swap traumatic stories and maybe heal each other a little bit that way.
0: I'm pretty good at self healing. (laughs) I usually carry rations wherever (laughs) I go, but thank you for the thought. That's really nice of you. So back to contestant number one, this is my final question. I often like to keep my skills sharp. Mm. So throughout the house, I may lay booby traps, and I also may randomly hide in a cardboard box. What kind of surprises could I expect from you?
1: Um, let's see. Well, I'm a, I'm a great shot with a rifle. In my family, um, I kind of had to, most of my brothers are dead or gone, so I sort of had to take oh. the role of the man of the house um, in a lot of ways. So I, you know, I have a great shot Great riding horses, defending the family farm. I don't really know what a cardboard box is, Um, (laughs) so I think that would be very surprising for me if I saw you in one.
0: Also Claymore mines, you have to crawl on the ground to avoid the blast. I I don't
1: know what those are either.
0: They're deadly. Okay. Occasionally though, you may get a call from somebody posing as Deep Throat and they'll warn you about the mines placement.
1: Okay. Thank you. Contestant number
0: two, <laughs> what kind of surprises yeah. lay in wait from you?
2: I feel like I'm often the trickiest one in the room. Oh. So uh, I think I could like easily figure out your traps, easily avoid them. I'm pretty lithe and adept at handling those sorts of situations. I'm a good sneaker. I'm a good shot. I'm a good pilot. So, think it'll be harder for you to keep up with me than me. Oh, again. I like Boom. it.
0: <laughs> That's a pretty good answer. Keeping me on my toes and sometimes in my cardboard box. <laughs> Contestant number three, what is your response?
1: Contestant number three? Yes. Okay. Um,
0: <laughs> yes.
1: Well, I think I would have a ton of surprises for you. Um, probably the name that I gave you is not my real name. I bet it isn't. Probably the clothes I'm wearing are not how I normally dress. So, you know, pretty much everything about me could be false, and it could be a surprise.
0: All right. So I'm going to have to ponder and guess who you three are. Yes. So I think contestant number two, I kind of don't really know who you are, but I'm going to take a guess. What? Are you Aldrin Sov?
1: That, that was yeah. awesome, also my guess. Right.
0: I got it.
2: <laughs> I Hooray knew I could only do it with for you snake. as, with you as the judge. I didn't know he was into <laughs> like <laughs> mysterious
1: stuff. For he's the first date, well,
2: he explores the. Um, he's like the f- only person that goes in besides the the guardian that goes in the. Um, fuck, I think it's called like the black garden oh, or something. Okay. I always forget its name. The thing that the Vex are worshipping. He's like the first person to go there. Gotcha.
0: Maybe if Kate ever played destiny 2 forsaken with steve we could experience this story together
2: yeah.
1: i played the f- first mission okay <laughs> and i played all the first one
0: so contestant number one i'm torn but i think you're part of the same game series i think you're either sadie or bonnie McFarlane.
1: okay is it one of it those, is one of those. Uh,
0: <laughs> i think it's bonnie
1: you're right it's bonnie yeah
0: Sadie is a little Sadie bit would more be aggressive. Sadie, violent, yeah. <laughs> yes. And for contestant number three, are you perhaps my surrogate mother, yes. Eva?
1: <laughs> it's awkward as hell. Oh my God, yeah, I actually, that is awkward. I actually gave birth to you. Um, just, yes. Ew! Like, I resided not, in your womb. You're not mine, but yeah, I did give birth to you, so this is like extremely oh. awkward. So like probably don't choose me as the date.
0: I'm going to choose contestant number one, because three would be weird. And Aldrin, you're just not my
2: bag.
1: Yeah. And Bonnie's great. Who wouldn't want to Bonnie go on a great. date with Bonnie McFarlane? I don't know. I
2: think Aldrin's the best match for him. Solid Snake needs comfort. For Snake? Oh. Aldrin probably isn't that emotional or thoughtful or comforting.
1: Yeah, Snake is like a simple man at his core, I think. And um, I think I don't think that would work with Aldrin.
0: I appreciate the time today, Larry.
2: Well, thank you, David. And Stephen, <laughs> and all of our contestants for Swipe Right or Die Alone. I am your host, Larry Rutabaga. Remember it. See you next time.
0: Man, Hi, I can't believe we got Solid Snake on the program. That's pretty wild. That yeah. it's a
2: big probably get. Probably cost us a lot of money. It's a big get. <laughs> I think we paid him a million dollars just to come on the show.
1: Wow that's a lot of patreon bucks <laughs>
2: well that was a lot of fun
0: i uh, i'm glad to be back on the show i had to you know i had to get up my seat for solid snake it's only so often do you get that opportunity so before we get into the I'm topic of the podcast i know i know it's like uh that would have been a dream come true maybe next time mm. Mm.
2: maybe next time i didn't even know who it was so <laughs> <laughs> it's because you're a fool so
0: before we get into the topic of the podcast, I do have to mention that the show is brought to you by our sponsor, and that's Nerdius Brands. And of course, if you don't know, Nerdiest Brands is a fantastic website that features products from vendors and designers from around the world, no matter the nerdy fandom. So if you'd like some rad nerdy gear, head on over to NerdiestBrands.com. That's nerdius, N-E-R-D-I-O-U-S, Brands.com. Back to you, Matt. Great.
1: Wow. Thank you. That was a great roll of the R there.
2: All right, well, let's jump into the topic of the pod. Like I said at the top of the show, we're going to be talking about side activities in video games. So things that are not related to the main quest, the main storyline, but sort of quote-unquote extras that uh, developers have thrown into the game to sort of make it a more well-rounded experience or just so that you can have some fun on the side while you're taking a break from the uh, from the main storyline i have a few things on my list that i've enjoyed in the past but kate why don't you my start god i hope something?
1: i hope your butts are ready to hear me talk about <laughs> final fantasy for like 40 minutes because they oh boy they have the best okay. i'm sorry they have the best mini games in final fantasy jump puzzles no trash those were trash <laughs>
2: Are you talking about the MMO? Because I feel no, like no,
1: no, no. I'm talking oh, about the main oh, okay. series, like the main games. Oh, okay. Yeah. Let's go for it. Um. So some of my favorites are Chocobo Hot and Cold in Final Fantasy 9 which is like, like the Hot and Cold game. Like when you're, so you have to like yeah. you ride a Chocobo and you dig for things, like for treasures, and it tells you if you're hot mm-hmm. or cold, and you get closer or further away from the mm. treasure that you're looking for, and it's really cute because Chocobos are adorable.
0: Chocobos? Yeah. They're okay. The, they're big. The name is what are they? Like they're is, big, The name
2: is funny to me.
1: They're like big <laughs> what yellow are chickens. They? Yeah, I, that you ride on.
2: Yeah, they're 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 replacement for horses. Yes. You okay. ride on. It's like an ostrich, well, but it has a chicken face. Yeah. you said this was Final Fantasy.
0: This Final Fantasy. Yeah. yeah. I, well, that's why I don't know. I don't know Final I Fantasy. Know. I don't play that game I'm so d- don't 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 jump down like you. Don't at me. You're at a Chocobo. I'll send you to Jupiter, pal. All
2: right? Oh. I don't want to go to Jupiter.
1: One of the best and most extensive side activities in a final fantasy yeah. game is blitz ball in final fantasy 10 which is an entire sport esport game that they invented within the game really yes it's like what it's are you like, doing it's like underwater kind of like underwater rugby or soccer so there's like goals and there's different teams yeah. and you try to get your ball in and there are people that block you and everything and not only can you play this and there's, like, a tournament and everything within the game. Actually, mm-hmm. you go around, as you go around on, like, the main story, you can recruit random people to your team, but they have, like, all this criteria. So if your team isn't good enough, like, the best player won't join your team. So it's, it's mm. like, this whole other activity oh. that that you can do um, that probably could have been a game by itself, but it's it's super fun. And the rewards you get, like, you can equip on people to use for actual combat, so it's a really fun one triple triad card game which there are card games in other games as well um
2: triple triad is really fun yeah i played that in 14 in final fantasy 14 yeah so it's actually like pretty fun
1: yeah and that that also ties into like um let's what's it called liar's dice in red dead poker in red dead all those, like, card games and stuff are really fun. I was
0: so bummed that they took Liar's Dice out of Red Dead for the second one. Liar's Dice What's is...
2: Liar's Dice?
0: It's, it's basically like a blind man's bluff. So everybody... You have, like, a cup that you have. You start off with each having five dice. And mm-hmm. so as you go, like, you make a wager where you think that this amount of dice are open on the table. So, like, if I'm like, I think there's three threes on the table. That's counting my threes and then any other threes and so if that's if everybody's like yeah that's cool then people will keep betting and then eventually when you think someone's wrong you call them on it and everybody has to Mm -hmm. show if that person was right then the person who called them on it has to take a dice away and so the last person standing wins really fun game to play in real life by the way we used to play it in college all the time we had a pirates of the caribbean Uh liar's dice set mm-hmm. <laughs> and so we'd always play it you must you start
2: know. believing in ghost stories yeah, was great.
0: <laughs> so that's why i was bummed that they took it yeah. out because that was one of
1: my favorite side You're I, I, like the, I like that one a lot better <laughs> than um dominoes that they added into where do, dominoes yeah. weren't in the first one right they weren't okay i, I still don't understand how you play dominoes but
0: i've recently learned i tried to learn while play. i was playing
1: it's, the game but it's not I, too
0: hard but like I agree that I don't think it's as entertaining. I feel like Liar's Dice is like that rush cuz like you're trying to bluff yeah. and you're catching people in lies, so like that's kind of fun.
1: Yeah. And the trash talk is better in Liar's Dice than just like Dominoes, I don't know. Um yeah. anyway, mm. another really fun side activity in a lot of Final Fantasies, including 14, is Chocobo racing. And in 14 it's just Mario Kart like You race on the chocobo, but then you can like pick up items that sabotage people or make you go faster or whatever. And they have all the different maps that are based on like zones in the game and stuff. So that's another really Hmm. fun, fun one. I'm I'm trying to think of like non Final Fantasy examples, but they just have the best mini games.
2: Well, I feel like because we were talking about Triple Triad and Liars Dice, like Gwent is probably insane. Yeah, have you have you guys played Gwent? I haven't. Gwent not. is the card game that From started Witcher. Yeah. in Witcher 3 and then like has spun off into its own games. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's how like I know Matto has like the main thing he would do in Witcher 3 is play Gwent games. Because it's yeah. it's like super strategic. It's like very, you know, you have like three rows and your opponent has three rows. Uh, and you, and every card has like a number of points. And you're trying to get more points than the other person. You're trying to have a a higher number of points Mm -hmm. by the end of that round. And the way that you do that is that your cards have effects on the other person's rows. And you can attack their cards. Okay. So you're trying to like gauge well. And your cards stay over for rounds. It's not like it Mm reshuffles. Reshuffles. So you're like, well, if I use this now... Then I won't have it for my next round. So sometimes, like it's more advantageous to like lose this round, because they put out a really powerful card, oh. knowing that you have still your more powerful cards okay. for the next round. So there's yeah. like a lot going on, and it depends what row you put it in. There's like you know different effects based on each one. You can. You have, like, more enchantment-like cards that, like, will put a whole effect on, like, a certain type of card or a certain row. So there's, like, a lot going on. And you can just, like, get really invested in playing Gwent mm-hmm. in The Witcher 3 and then forget that you also have all this yeah. other shit to do in The Witcher 3. And, you know, they have, like, just like Triple Tribe, they have, like, different NPCs that you can that get you cards can go from to And then you challenge yeah. them. And then, it, right, exactly. So I know the... They released the, like, standalone yes. Gwent game, which didn't do as well. But then they le- released uh, Thronebreaker more recently, which is, like, it has a whole story. And you. it sort of looks like like an Icewind Dale or uh, Baldur's Gate. Oh, okay. Like, that sort of style. But then when you, like, get into encounters with people and stuff, it's you play Gwent carved. instead of, okay, like...
1: Okay, instead right. of fighting. Cool.
2: Yeah. It has pretty good reviews. I have not played it. But... Started out as a side activity in the game,
1: mm-hmm.
2: in a That's huge true. game, yeah, and it just became like really popular. So definitely worth a shout out. I'd say Gwent is probably harder than Triple Triad. It sounds
1: like BT it. BT Dubs. It sounds like it's harder. Yeah. Um, and of course I would be remiss if I didn't mention fishing, which is my favorite. Jesus. A favorite side activity. <laughs> okay. Let's ever. please
2: dive into why fishing is your favorite side activity. Ever.
1: Okay.
0: I th- I, yeah, my first question is, are you a, a fisher? Like, do you like fishing in real life? Um,
1: I haven't been in a while, but I okay. used to really like fishing in real life. I'm not good mm. at it, but I, I find it very um, yeah. peaceful and relaxing in yeah. real life.
2: I feel the same way about fishing.
1: Yeah. That is kind of the appeal of fishing in video games to me as well, um, in a lot of ways. Because the games yeah. where I, that mm-hmm. I really like to fish in are games mm-hmm. like Red Dead Redemption or... Final Fantasy fourteen, and I just like really like taking a break from the combat or you know all the sort of like crazy hectic stuff you have to do, and just admiring mm-hmm. the scenery and it's the weather I'm Surprised effects. you don't play Far Cry.
0: They they have some pretty good fishing in Far Cry.
1: Well, I didn't know that until this very moment, Steve. So now <laughs> I, I, guess, I might buy it. <laughs> <laughs> I guess my my only
2: question about fishing, yeah, in video games is that I guess I've never come across a fishing mechanic that I've found particularly engaging.
0: Mm. Red Dead's not bad. Yeah, A lot
2: of them, like, you just have to press the button when it vibrates or when a circle hits another circle. Just boring to me.
0: Red Dead was a lot of, like, moving the the stick in like certain directions and then knowing when to stop mm. and like reel it in so that one actually took a little bit of, it's of like, focus so that one wasn't a little sure. it's like that sort of analogous
1: to real fishing too because you have to like you know wear the fish out before you can reel it in and you know if it tries to swim one way and you pull the line too hard it'll snap it's it's a little more analogous to fishing in real life the
0: red dead one if yeah. you pull it too hard it'll snap folks Mm-hmm. get him oprah <laughs> okay <laughs> Get him, old bro. Get him.
2: <laughs> Interesting. I haven't tried fishing in Red Dead, so maybe that's something I should try. But yeah, most other games, I'm just like, this is just a waste of my time.
1: I find it very relaxing and chill. Oh, it's also it's also fun in Monster Hunter World. I should I should shout that oh. out as well. And again, it's like a game that's beautiful. And I feel like most of the time mm-hmm. when you're doing this other, when you're on a hunt in Monster Hunt or Red Dead, you're on a mission or whatever. You don't have enough time to sort of like stop and admire the scenery and the beautiful world that people have created. So for me, fishing is a way to do that. No, I hear that. that. Because
0: I mean, that's one of the main reasons I enjoy side activities, because it is like staying in that world, but kind of living in that world in a sense, where you're just being that character doing like kind of everyday things. For me, I'm going a little bit different on my my number one, my favorite little side minigame, whatever you want to call it, is in the Mm -hmm. original Call of Duty Black Ops. So Black Ops and Modern Warfare 2 are my favorite two Call of Duties, but I think Mm -hmm. Black Ops edges it out. And one of the main reasons was because of this inclusion, where when you're at the main menu, if you, like, wiggled the triggers, your guy would, like, get out of this chair, and you could actually get up and walk around this little main menu loading area. Mm -hmm. And there was a computer there. And if you went to it and you typed in, I think it was DOA, It would Mm -hmm. queue on Dead Ops. It was, I think, Dead Ops Arcade or Black Ops Arcade. And it was a top-down 3D, very much like the old Dead Nation games. It was a Mm -hmm. version of zombies that you could play co-op, like, up to four players. And all it was was left stick moves, right stick fires weapons. And, like, you would pick up different weapons, and you would just have to survive hordes. And you would get, like, power-ups, and eventually you'd get a nuke and just, like, blast everybody. And so it was so, like, fast-paced and so different from all of the other game modes for it, because naturally it's a top-down method. Mm-hmm. But it was, like, one of the most fun co-op modes. And especially because that game mm. came out when I was in college, so the best part of Call of Duty was sitting with your buddies and actually all playing together. And that you could get four people on, and it wasn't split-screen because it was a top-down thing, so all your characters are just, like, right on the screen. So it was just a really cool experience. And so, like, we would just get, you know, four of us together and just play that for hours and just see how long we could last and, like, who could play it better than the other Mm -hmm. guys for, like, bragging rights and all that fun stuff. But I loved it because it was one of the few zombie modes that I really got into because I never really got into the zombie in any of the games. Like, I never played it that much. I usually would just play Call of Duty for the other multiplayer modes. But this was like this fast-paced, just completely different option. And it was like, we're not even trying to be Call of Duty here. We're just trying to be an arcade game. And they did a great job with it. And I don't know if it's been back in any other installments. I haven't seen it. But that's kind of why I always look back at Black Ops. That and Gun Game. Because Gun Game was the best game mode ever made. But that was like one of the main reasons I looked back at Black Ops. and I was like, damn, that was such a good game.
2: Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. (laughs) Interesting. Well, I'm gonna talk about jumping puzzles. Oh God, I just threw up in my mouth. Don't, don't vomit. Listen, jumping puzzles are so fucking fun. They're challenging. For the same reason you like fishing, Mm -hmm. I like jumping puzzles. You can appreciate what's going on around you. As you're plummeting to the
1: ground, on your only if you're bad at them. Failed attempt.
2: And I, I just like, because it's like so removed from what's going on in the game, you could just like, oh, here's this like challenge that I, it has a had a set parameters and there's, a, there's an end to it, right? Mm-hmm. When I'm done with the jumping puzzle, I've reached the top or wherever I'm going. And often it's like through really cool creative areas. Like someone has spent time like crafting this zone or this like little mini area for you to like jump through and you can get to like secret places. I'm thinking really of, um, of, like, Guild Wars 2, which I think has some of the best jumping puzzles in an MMO. And then I'm also thinking of Destiny 2, like, the Whisper of the Worm quest, which is, like, unreal. It's so good. So in Guild Wars 2, there's, like, there's a lot that are... Of varying difficulties, and there are a lot that are really challenging. Yeah, and sometimes I'm like, I find myself just like standing on a platform, like even just like looking around, trying to figure out where I'm actually supposed to jump next. Like, that's how challenging they can be sometimes. And they're often in like really pretty little mini zones or mini areas within a larger zone that like you wouldn't get to see or anything like that unless you did the jumping puzzle and finished it. And then in Destiny 2, so, Whisper of the Worms started out as this like secret quest that like triggered when this normal event would trigger. Is it on IO? I forget if it's on IO or not. Um, whatever. Or yeah, I don't know. The event would trigger, and like then you had to kill this boss that spawns, but it spawns like on a different part of the map. So if you were doing the event, you wouldn't even necessarily know that this thing spawned. So you go kill that. You jump through a portal. And then like the, the whole rest of it, or at least the main portion is a jumping puzzle, through like this insane underground zone with Zol, like the giant worm whispering in your ear for various parts. And so you're like jumping through these crazy things. There's like multiple false uh, areas that are just tricks for you to spend time in because it is a, it's a timed quest or you get teleported out, you have 15 minutes. And like a lot of the various portions are are difficult. There, there's like platforms that will like push you off, you'll get pushed off of them. There's like slow moving things, there's elevators, there's like enormous drops where you just have to like jump uh, and get to the next little platform. So that's like, I think one of the best jumping puzzles I've ever done. For sure. The environment is like. Whoever designed that environment. Like deserves an award. And like. That has nothing to do with. Destiny 2. I mean. They tie it into the story. A little bit. Because. You end up getting. Whisper of the Worm, Which is. A sniper rifle. Which is. Basically the. Like. Consciousness of the worm That you. Kill. In the. Third DLC. Of the initial release. Or second DLC. I guess. So they do tie it into the story. But it's not. At all related to really mm-hmm. to the main story at that point you know we're in Forsaken but I love jumping puzzles and there should be more of them they should be in every game they're one of my favorite side activities and Destiny 2's is really cool and for an MMO Guild Wars 2 are also really good so that's that
0: is that that yes so I'm gonna give a quick shout out to the was it like the special zones in Sonic 2? So when you would hit the checkpoint and the stars would spin and you'd mm-hmm. jump up into it and you get teleported into that little racetrack with the rings and the bombs and you got to catch all the rings, avoid the bombs, and then get the emerald at the end.
3: Mm-hmm. So That was
0: always just like a fun little change of pace. It did suck that it took away all the rings that you had got up to that checkpoint. So if you had like close to 100 rings... You, it was like a strategy thing, because once you got 100 wings, you got an extra life. So you're like, uh, right. do I go to do this, or do I just get 10 more rings? Yeah. So that was always like a nice little change of pace. Although, that was best done when you could play two-player, because Computer Tales fucking sucks at the special zone. He is always getting hit by bombs, and he's missing the rings. So you might get enough rings, and then he gets blasted and loses a bunch right at the end, and then you don't get the emerald, and it's all fucking Tails' fault. And that's why I hate Tails.
2: Oh.
1: A lot of aggression. So quick shout out
0: to that. Well, Coming we all right know now. my
1: feelings about Tails. Yeah we, yeah, we do.
2: Yeah, we do. You've mentioned it a lot because he's just the for like worst. a cute. He's a cute little
1: fox. I know. He fly.
0: is, and he has no business dragging Sonic down. Oh, Anywho, Jesus. One I do want to bring up is the Riddler activities in the Arkham games the, the Batman Arkham games so that was just a running theme the Riddler trophies and the Riddler challenges so it would always yeah, be I fun because you would see the trophies and then if you were too early in the game you didn't have the correct equipment to get to it you're like ah fuck i got to get that and then you I don't have know to if just I call wait until you got stuff well no because it was like it was cool to once you got it sure, you it was back, very like, satisfying oh, to go back
1: and get it but yeah. at the time it would be like god damn it i see you yeah, over but there you could,
2: you could yeah. scan
0: it though So, like, you can scan it. Yeah,
1: and then it... I actually don't
2: like where you have to, like, unlock things and then you can go back to it. Like, if it's a puzzle, I like to figure figure it out then when I'm there. Well, that's... It's mostly to
0: just continue exploring as you go. And to, like, also keep you on the main mission path while giving you the option.
1: I think it was well done in the Arkham games. I generally don't like that mode either, but it worked for me in uh, Arkham Asylum. Yeah, because
0: the Arkham games are really designed to be narrative experiences. Like they want to drive you towards doing the main missions while giving you side activities to do. But they do like those little things where they're like, okay, yeah, you could get to this now if you wanted to, but like you don't have the equipment because you haven't done enough of the main story. Because again, they're trying to like get you through that story. But I loved it because not only were the trophies fun, uh, but then there were also like challenges, like you actually had to do mm-hmm. like you, you know different combos when you were in combat, or you'd have to do different like flight challenges. So like those little things were always fun to kind of keep you just getting better using Batman. Like you learned how to fight better, you learned how to you know maximize the flight boost. I and never all learned that. how like, to fight better. Through
1: I played like five of really? these <laughs> games and I'm terrible, terrible, the terrible big at thing, them.
0: Uh, with uh batman is it's actually slow combat like you have to it like methodically hit the buttons yeah that's why it was difficult when i went back to playing arkham city after playing spider-man because spider-man is very fast-paced but I, I i love the riddler activities because uh the story added to it and like it was cool to like have the riddler be this running antagonist throughout all three yes. games and naturally like Edward Nygma has always been a, a fun character in the Batman universe universe and it's no different in these games like he's super entertaining like the the riddles that he poses are fun like when you have to scan certain things in the city because mm-hmm. you'll get to an area mm. and like a green riddle will pop up and you're like oh shit I have to scan the Ace Chemicals building or something like that so that's always cool Gotta because it, it. it gets you to like explore the city and like see the landmarks so you get to appreciate the actual art that went into creating that game because it really makes the city feel alive and it builds a little bit of the history on it too. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: Hmm. Uh my last one, well, actually, so puzzles in general. Yeah. This was coming off the Riddler one. I fucking love puzzles. Yeah, I, like puzzles. I love too. figuring little things out. The shrines in Breath of the Wild are probably my favorite aspect of the game. I love figuring those little shrines out and, and doing those. And they're just like so much fun. Everyone is different. Everything every every shrine requires like different thinking. Um I actually got bored of the fighting ones where you were fighting like one of the little guardians. I actually wish those ones didn't exist (laughs) and and that it was just puzzles that you had to figure out. So I just wanted to do a quick shout out to those. And then my other favorite side activity is actually just exploration in general. Mm -hmm. And um, I feel like some games reward exploration, which I appreciate even more because it's like they're encouraging you to explore a game like you know Morrowind Oblivion Skyrim where if you just walk in a direction you can encounter interesting things or like side quests or stories like exploration facilitates experiencing more of the game and one game I think that really does it well is Origins Assassin's Creed Origins uh, I haven't played Odyssey so I imagine Odyssey probably does it even better I'm still sitting in my Steam library um, <laughs> but in origins like going through the pyramids and not just like the pyramids of Giza but like all of all of the other ones too is just so fucking cool <laughs> and you get like different rewards for yeah. you know just like exploration rewards for going through them but like some of the pyramids have multiple paths there's uh there's puzzles within them that you're figuring out and like i think in in one of the main pyramids like if you go a certain direction, like for that time where you're going through the pyramid, like that's the only direction you can go in. Like if it's, if it splits or something like oh, that, you can't turn around. Yeah, you like can't get back to where you oh. were just because you're like in a chamber in the middle of a pyramid. You can't see anything. Yeah. It's like uh, it was just like so cool to do that. So I really love exploring in that game and feel like they do a good job of rewarding you for it. Yeah, so I think side activity exploration and i love it when developers even even uh encourage it more with like various rewards and things like that yours made me think of
1: one that i yeah i don't what know is it? it's like this one is definitely a mixed bag um with fans but i really liked the settlement building aspect of fallout 4 i know a lot of people didn't
2: oh so like construction in general yeah and, yeah or... yeah
1: Yeah, which because like you, I mean, was... you could
2: build houses in skyrim too
1: you could but those are like a set thing like
0: yeah,
1: yeah. in fallout you, you, know you... for you can like completely customize it and people made all kinds of like super creative things on um, that they would share online and i i think right i don't know how
2: so you're saying you're a big fan of fortnite
1: no you don't build like as you're fighting you just you go and in and...
2: oh in
0: fallout, in fallout. No, yeah no, you no, go just and kidding. you like just clear kidding.
1: an area and then you can like you can build it up and there's like you have to balance your resources with the amount of people that are there, so you have to have enough water and food for your settlers and everything. And I don't know, I, I'm excited to see how they refine it in future games. I know it's in Fallout seventy six, but I'm not playing that, so I don't know if it's better or worse than that, but I just I ended up spending like a lot of my later hours in Fallout Four basically doing that instead of playing the game. Mm. And yeah, I thought it was fun. Well, I could I could
0: easily see that being a fun end game thing because the end game really wasn't much in Fallout right. 4. I feel like once you finished off the main storyline, it was kind of like, well, that's that's it, you know. Yeah, yeah, there wasn't like enough to keep you going back. That's why I always go back to Skyrim when I talk about like good yeah. end game content because like they were like the main quest wasn't even that long in that game. It was like that's just like a yeah. small taste of what you can do in this world. But I felt like Fallout 4. Once that main campaign was done, it was almost like, all right, well, now the world is just much different, you know. Like there's mm-hmm. not as much to do anymore, right? <laughs> because it, one way or another, it eliminates like an entire quest line. Yes, you yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can see the settlement building becoming a big part of the end game there.
1: I, I really hope they do it in um, Elder Scrolls Six because I like the mm, yeah. I like the aesthetic and everything of Elder Scrolls better than Fallout. Um, but I I did really enjoy Same. that building aspect so I think it would be I would love to see those two things combine
2: you know what game had really good construction and you guys are gonna be like what the fuck is that wild star
1: oh my friend yeah, played that for it. a second <laughs> it's an MMO yeah. right Wildstar star
2: is an MMO it does not exist yeah. anymore they had to shut the servers down uh, but power. that should be like the model of construction really? so every, every person every character had their own like instance so their own mm-hmm area and you could build whatever you wanted like people were so creative in that game like there were so many different things you could choose from in terms of like building materials and like what things looked like so people built like space stations they built houses they built like gardens anything you can imagine someone built and like if you were talented at it it like things could look really really good yeah so if you haven't heard of wildstar and its building mechanic like i you should get, like look up, and I ma- look it up on Google, yeah. and I manage. I imagine the image searches of that would like result in some really like pretty creations. Um, so people would just spend like hours and hours building yeah. in WildStar. Probably the best part of that. game. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, combat was out. fun too. Cool, Steve. I think you had one more. So one of my favorite ones, the recent one, and slight spoilers for Spider-Man, and it's when you are hanging out in Doctor Octavius's lab. And he ha- he's, like, doing a bunch of experiments, and you could help him, like, fix errors that were going on. Like, he couldn't figure it out. And so what it would do is, like, these little mini-games where you had to, like, reroute power from, like, one oh, cell to another. Okay. And you would have to get it to, like, a certain number, and it would be going through pluses and negatives throughout. So you had to wait it out correctly so it equaled the correct amount. And then there was another one where you had to, like, match up patterns together. And, uh, like, some people will definitely say it gets repetitive. And, like, I definitely see what they're saying. But I enjoyed it. <laughs> the joke was, it's like, all right, now I gotta take some time to do Peter's science homework with Doctor <laughs> Dr. Octavius. But like, I enjoyed it because it did kind of give you that Peter aspect, where you actually yeah. got to be like Peter Parker a little bit, and you got to take a minute where you weren't swinging around the city, breaking up fights, and doing all this crazy stuff. And I, when originally when Spider Man was coming out last year, before it came out, i I'd, I'd been on record of saying that I really hoped they would do some of that where you could like be Peter and be Spider Man. And so there are other times you get to actually play as Peter, but that was like the the most where you got to live in Peter's shoes and like do something that Peter was doing without Spider-Man and he was just trying to do it as Peter Parker. Right. So I enjoyed that. It like broke up the action nicely and there was incentive to do it because as you would, you know, complete each task, you would unlock like different skill points that would go to ranking up your equipment and your skills. And so it was worth it and it was a fun little... Aside to you know distract you from uh, the chaos that was New York City, mm-hmm. so mm. big fan of that. I'm just a big fan of the Spider-Man game in general. I thought it was just terrific. That's
2: not a side activity.
0: That sounds. That's, I will. That's I just a love exploring activity. the city of New York. You know, I just like exploring <laughs> and breaking up crimes and.
1: That's not a side
0: shooting activity.
2: my webs. Shooting my webs. <laughs> you know what side activities I don't like. I hate the, like, oh, you have to uh, figure out this computer virus. And, like, all you do is, like, connect things. You know what I'm talking about?
1: Like hacking? Yeah. In Bioshock?
2: Just like any game. I feel like no game does hacking well that I've played. You know how you always... Maybe there's, like, tubes and stuff and you have to, like, turn them. That's Bioshock. Yeah, no, there's a... Like, that's how, basically, the hacking mechanic works in every single game. It's so boring.
1: It's different in Deus Ex, but I think... I, I think you would also dislike it if you lo- dislike that sort of thing yes but i don't
2: so that's my that's my dislike
1: okay. i guess technically it's a side activity but at least in bioshock it's like something that's that a side activity you really like is so helpful to you for main progression that i wouldn't yeah. i mean i yeah you can technically not do it the whole game but you'd be really limiting your options i think no turrets no, no friendly turrets Well, oh, i'm
2: just saying it's boring i think oh, it's a boring okay. mechanic that's fair that's all I disagree. Just like um, lockpicking gets pretty boring fast, too.
0: Especially once you get the master key from uh, the Thieves Guild.
1: The skeleton (laughs) key, Or when you
2: download a mod that tells you where to put the lockpick.
1: Shame. Shame. (laughs) This is boring. I downloaded a cheat.
2: Yeah, because it's so boring, I had to download it to move on.
1: (laughs) He had to move on. He had to move on. Anything else? Well, I think uh, in general, do we want to talk a little bit about why we think side activities are important, or are a good addition to a game? Sure.
2: Yeah, Kate, why do you think side activities are important, or are like a good addition to the game? Um,
1: <laughs> well, I think I think we've good like setup. kind of summed it up with our responses, but um, it seems <laughs> like <laughs> no. I think it's good to conclude. I think it's good to to. Yes, it, summarize, summarize. Please. Um, that is just perfect.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty funny. We,
1: we, it seems like we like stuff that sort of breaks up the pace, but isn't forced mm. upon us. You know, it's it's mm-hmm. not good gameplay design necessarily to be like, okay, now you have to stop and play cards for three hours. Um, yeah. But it's it's great when it's optional and that way you can take whatever break you want when you need it. And if you don't want to do that, you completely don't have to like we were saying with the fishing and the jump puzzles and other things like it does maybe give you a different perspective of the world than just the main gameplay would whether that's yeah like looking at the scenery or like the Peter Parker thing where you're playing him in a as sort of a different quote unquote character than the rest of as the game as a boy as a boy so yeah <laughs> i think it's just i think in general well well designed side activities um not only add a lot of, like, play value, but also add a lot to the world building.
0: No, I completely agree. Yeah. I also like ones that give you a little bit of incentive to do them as well. Sure. Like, you're not going to get penalized if you don't do them, but they'll right. help you out if you do. And that was, like, another reason why I like the uh, Spider-Man ones so much.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Most of them have a good reward, I agree, too. I think.
2: I think it's, like, all about breaking up the pace, just like you said, mm-hmm. Kate. It's like, I need a break from doing XYZ, let me just stop here and fish, you know, or let me just stop. And I'm going to like think critically about this jumping puzzle or let me take a complete, let me take like a three hour break from the main quest and like just walk in this direction and explore whatever's over here. And it's cool to see developers, game developers, like continue to pursue these things that we can do on the side that are like fun and interesting and like a little break for, for the person playing the game. And, uh, also like you said like can be totally optional and like if you want to break up the pace you can if you just want to keep going straight ahead you can but uh i feel like it is rewarding to like do some of those things that you really uh end up enjoying that aren't a part of the main story
1: it sounds like especially with the gwent example like yeah devs clearly put a lot of thought and effort and everything into that it's not just like this oh okay this other little thing that we threw in or designing the jump puzzles or like so many of the examples we gave or just like you know somebody sunk hours and hours of time yeah they're intensive. into that and like mm-hmm. that's i think that's super cool that they they still do that and they're not just like okay we're only gonna well they don't even put out complete games anymore in a lot of cases but in some yeah, of these I mean... good examples not only do they put out complete games they put out complete side games or mini games as well so i think that's super impressive
0: two games
1: yeah (laughs) yeah no
0: but i agree i think this has been a thrilling conversation if i do say so myself and if any of you out there have any mini games side activities that really bring some joy in your life give us a call at 347-509-5620 let us know or maybe if you have a swipe right or die alone for our good friend solid snake (laughs) <laughs> What's a call. We'll see if he picks you. But yeah, that was a good time. So I think now it's time to, uh, is it time to move into Patch Notes?
2: It is. Oh. All right. Before we jump into Patch Notes, we have a sponsor of the show, of course, Evil Tim Industries. And Evil Tim Industries, in honor of Pi Day, has been bringing you quality pies with quality meat. They run their operations in a (laughs) barbershop.
1: I knew you were going there.
2: And you can buy those delicious pies on your way out. Evil Tim Industries, pies with spunk.
1: 100% not human meat.
2: 100% pie, 100% meat. Thanks, Evil Tim.
1: Thanks, Tim.
0: Please do not send us those
1: pies. I don't.
2: No, don't. (laughs) Don't do it.
1: Tim, I'm a vegetarian. Don't... No pies, please.
2: All right. This is Patch Notes where we bring you the latest gaming news I broke since last we spoke. This is patch notes three point one four point one nine. <laughs> Who would like to do their patch notes first?
1: I'll go first. So mine is from well, this is from GameSpot, but it's it's circulating in the web right now. By Steve Watts. Oh. I don't know if we know him. No. Okay.
2: This is a friend of, friend of the pod. Oh,
1: Steve Watts. <laughs> so, following apparent Borderlands 3 teaser, Gearbox hints at another game at PAX East. So, probably most people have seen the, what looked like the Borderlands 3 tease um, that they're going to reveal mm. at PAX, but they also released another image that is just kind of like a robot, a dismembered robot um, in a lab mm-hmm. sort of setting. Um, You can check it out on Gearbox officials Twitter page and they said time to tease another game for PAX. So speculation Mm -hmm. has ranged from something to do with we happy few to a new Duke Nukem to an entirely new IP. Whatever it is it's likely to be unveiled during Gearbox's panel at PAX East Biggest Hall on March 28th and um you're intrepid podcasters will be there so Woo. i'm very excited yes,
0: you're gonna be you're gonna be the reporter in the field for that one because i think okay. i'm gonna be playing a game and doing an interview at that time so all
1: right that's that's why we got three of us going we can cover multiple things at once yeah so uh anyway that's it um i'm definitely curious to see what it is and hopefully it's something yeah. exciting but it's gonna be hard to type like to top my borderland three hype if that is indeed happening Ooh. So we'll see. Yeah, I, I kind
0: of yeah. wanted to ask you about that because Go for it. do you think there's gonna be like the same amount of excitement for Borderlands Three just because of how saturated that market is these days?
1: I mean, personally, yes. I don't know about other people. I think Borderlands is like so different from the other loot shooters just because the story oh, and the characters and the writing is so tongue-in-cheek yeah. and so and the art style. The art style, like yeah the gameplay is similar to other loot shooters but just everything else is so different like it's already sort of defined its niche if you will in the loot shooter yeah, yeah. genre so
2: it's also really fun co-op
1: yes yeah i was really having
0: fun. a blast uh playing borderlands 2 with kate christine and matt uh, not yeah. you matt matt o.
1: yeah well oh. we'll all play borderlands 3 yeah. if it comes out probably on the stream. Maybe. Well, not Yeah, you. no,
0: that'd be a lot of fun. I'll probably, because oh. that's a game I'll I'll gladly get on PC. Yeah. Nice. Steven? So mine is just from actually EA, like Battlefield 5's Twitter account. This has obviously been littered throughout the web at this point, because it was released today as a new trailer for their Battle Royale Firestorm that's coming out. Gave the release date. <sighs> it's March 25th. I know. <laughs> Such I know a weary sigh. sigh. But that's kind of why I wanted to bring it up. Is because it looks. The trailer was awesome. You know, EA gets a lot of flack. Some of it's deserved, it for sure. But this trailer was so fucking cool. Like, this actually got me excited to play this mode. And I haven't really been playing too much Battlefield 5. Every now and then I'll pick it up and play with a couple of my buddies. But for the most part, it's just kind of been there, like, if I needed to jump in and play a quick few multiplayer rounds. I will say, though. If what they're showing in this trailer is all that they're going to be offering, this is going to be a very cool Battle Royale. Because they're showing destructible environments, which is awesome. So, like, if people are hiding in a house, blow that fucking house down. They showed you could ride a tractor. And on the back of the tractor was, like, this giant machine gun. So one person's driving the tractor, the other person's got the machine gun. And as they're peeling out, the other guy's blasting the enemies... There was a helicopter and a tank that was shown, which makes me think you're going to be able to use these vehicles in it. And the circle that closes is literally a wall of fire because it's Firestorm.
1: Oh,
2: Oh, how creative. Wow. Oh, Jesus. You're you know sh- what other game had? Tanks and cars with machine guns on them and helicopter-like things. Fucking Halo. None of this is new. It's just boring rehashed, and put into a mode called Battle Royale, and that's that.
0: All right. Any <laughs> I think it
2: looks fun,
0: but my, my thing is, like, we talked about this because Apex comes out beginning of February. Anthem comes out end of February. Now this comes out after it was delayed from the end of last year to now because it wasn't ready yet. So the big thing is, like, is there even going to be a lot of people who are interested in this? And it's because, like, there is a lot of options out there however from what this shows it looks like it'd be a lot of fun and still battlefield 5 is a very smooth game like gameplay wise it's fun and if that can all carry over i think it could be a lot of fun to play but i just feel like it's going to get swallowed up by everything else out there because we've already seen that there hasn't been like any conversation on battlefield 5 at all other than hey it got delayed till november hey it's not shipping with battle royale no one's really talked about it.
1: <laughs> Is it free? This this Yeah, it's mode? just a free add-on. Oh, okay. Yeah,
0: yeah. It just, it just goes in. Because that was the thing, after the whole Battlefront 2 thing, when they announced Battlefield 5, they were like, there's not going to be a premium pass. There's not going to be any paid-for DLC. So they've been sticking to that. I'll give them credit. Yeah, that's, that's good, at least.
2: All right. And my patch notes, hot off the presses, I'm reading the version from GameRevolution.com by Adam Spite.
1: Spite? What a last name. Rumor.
2: Lady Gaga will be in Cyberpunk 2077, is working with CD Projekt Red. Lady Gaga. That's perhaps the best news to have graced our listeners' ears in 70 odd episodes. Lady Gaga. Oh, shit. A Lady Gaga <laughs> Cyberpunk 2077 appearance is rumored to be included in the upcoming CD Projekt Red. Game, she was reportedly recently at the Polish game studio for her upcoming role. I think she's like the perfect choice to be. I mean, I'm hoping she's like a musician. Like, you walk into this bar and she's like, Yeah, singing some like an futuristic singer. ass yeah. song. Yeah, exactly. An ass so, song. Oh, i in <laughs> future ass, future ass song. So, I'm pretty excited. I'd also be excited to be honest, just if like she did some of the music for like the clubs or something like if yeah. she just recorded songs for it i think that would be cool too um she doesn't even have to be a character in it but uh but she's
1: also been doing like more just like i guess a star is born also doing a lot of acting singing but like some of her other roles yeah. have like on american horror story there was no singing she's just that's Char- true so it's not I like it's a hell of a town that's, well, that, well season
0: that season was, season bad. was go- she's that was she's, a she's very, very talented at
1: multiple because of her although though, Oh, she is yeah oh, only one i stopped no, watching is. hotel was like the only one that she like starred in but i'm just saying she also does acting without the singing so i i i do think it's like a little funny because her shtick used to be like 110 percent like a character out of cyberpunk 2077 and That's now true. she's like a little yeah. more country well, or she's rock grown up or, yeah she has so i i do think it's like kind of interesting that she's doing this now um, especially. Oh, sure. M- sure yeah, yeah, musically, I, I feel like she's not as much in that vein anymore. So I right, that right, right, makes yeah, me yeah. skeptical that she's doing music for it. But
2: yeah, I feel like Art Pop was probably her last like crazy. It would
1: fit more in that What's genre. Yes, Wait it was bit. Art Pop.
2: Very underrated album.
1: I could definitely see her doing, um, a role, like mocap or something. Yeah. That would be pretty cool.
2: Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, that was Patch Notes three point one four point one nine. Steven, do we have any voicemails or... We do have a
0: voicemail, and it's from our good friend, Jeremy. Yay, Jeremy! So here it comes.
3: Hey, Plus One Player. It's your loyal listener, Jeremy, the nerdy teacher. And I loved your recent episode, The Ode to the Nintendo Switch, on the two-year anniversary of the console. So I just thought I would call in and tell you about two of my favorite games uh, to play on what is now my favorite system. The first one is uh, Sega Genesis Classics, which is a collection of over 50 classic Sega games like Sonic and Streets of Rage and Gunstar Heroes. They, of course, added the basic things you'd expect from a retro collection like save states and achievements, but they also added this amazing ability to rewind and fast-forward any game instantly while you're playing. And uh, the ability to just rewind every single time you uh, botch a jump or get tagged by an enemy it really makes you feel uh, kind of like a badass because you end up feeling like a speedrunner and you get those perfect runs without having to devote hours and hours of practice. Uh, but the game I'm most excited to talk to you guys about is Towerfall. Towerfall originally came out on the OUYA, so you can remember that failed experiment. But the best version of the game is on the Switch. It's a bow and arrow based arena style fighting game, kind of like Smash Brothers. There's only three mm. buttons, jump, shoot, and a slide, which can be used to dodge or catch arrows. Uh, it has two campaign modes that are fun, uh, alone or in co-op, couch co-op. And on the Switch, it is, uh, has an exclusive six player multiplayer mode. All the other consoles only got four players. And the coolest thing about it, Steve, this is it's gonna make you a happy boy. Uh, there are two guest <laughs> characters, Madeline and Badeline, from the wonderful game celeste that made your top 10 oh. so uh it's made by matt makes games the same studio of celeste so you know it has catchy music and adorable art style and it just bleeds joy from every pore so if you haven't checked out Towerfall on any other console or even if you have it's honestly just worth getting again on the switch um for playing the celeste characters six players and just having it with you wherever you go so thanks for all the episodes and keep up the good work
0: well, thank, thank you, Jeremy. Thank you so Jerry. much for that, Jeremy. We really appreciate it. And yeah, I actually have heard Towerfall is a lot of fun. Um, I, I think I've been told, I, I believe it's that game, people are telling me that, like, get it if you know you have multiple people to play co-op with, to, actually, like, in your house to the, the couch co-op with, because I've heard the, the couch co-op is the best part of that game when you're, like, doing the, hmm. the defense modes. But yeah, no, the having Madeline and Badeline who is the her inner self that mm. she's there's fighting a character
1: with. named Badeline well that's just like yeah, B-A-D it... Badeline L-N
0: oh, you gotta play the game it's cause I'm it's, making fun of it I think that's
1: hilarious
0: yeah it's cause it's her inner self it's her self doubt that she's trying to conquer uh.
1: oh Wow, okay.
0: That game, that game has it's it's it hits you right in the feels, as the kids say. Yeah. But now I'm glad I think you. Be uh, too sad. Um, no, it it's a very happy ending. There are obviously okay. some heavy moments for Spoilers. sure. Spoilers. It's a happy ending. It's a it's okay. a grueling road to that ending for sure. But it's mm. great. Yikes. But now, thanks. Thanks, for calling Jeremy, Jeremy. For calling in. Jared. You appreciated the Nintendo Switch episode, and that's because we love it, too. Like, we fucking love the Switch, so we love talking about it. We're glad that all you out there enjoy talking about it, too. Shout out, Tambo, because I know he's the biggest Nintendo fan. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: Mm -hmm. So there you go,
0: I'm now
1: playing Stardew Valley because of that discussion. So So.
2: Glad you're
0: paying attention to the podcast. are you waiting
2: to get back from aerobics?
1: (laughs) Uh, Robin. She did get back, and she built my chicken Mm -hmm. coop
2: thanks rob thanks robin Robin. shout out to robin
1: all those aerobics paid off she built it in like two days so i guess it was worth it so if you guys
0: have any thoughts just like jeremy did give us a call at 347-509-5620 let us know what you think about this episode or any other topics we've covered previously or if you get any of our first segment game ideas that you want to throw away or like reese did last week let us know what you're playing take the sticks talk about some games you're playing we'd love to hear from you and we'd play it on the next episode of the podcast and so now it is time, as it always is, to finally wind down episode 71. We've had a ton of fun, as we always do. And if you've enjoyed this or any other episode, go on whatever podcast service you're listening to us on, whether it be Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Podcast, Attic, Pocket Cast, whatever it is. Give us a like, leave us a review, subscribe to us, it goes a long way, and we really appreciate the support. And as always, if you've appreciated this episode or any other content we produce, head on over to patreon.com one player, and if you're feeling generous, throw us a buck or two, because as I mentioned at the start of the show, every dollar that we get goes right back to the show to make it the best it could possibly be. We have an awesome group of supporters, and we'd love it if you'd join that group. So we wind down episode 71, we hope that you've enjoyed it as much as we've enjoyed making it for you, and as always... Wherever you are, wherever you're listening from, we appreciate you, and we will talk to you all very soon.
2: I feel the same way about fishing. Yeah.
0: And I've actually never been fishing, so there you oh, go. Oh, really? I also don't Holy really, shit. I mean, I don't eat fish, so like, I don't, I don't see the whole point with
1: it. I, I usually just throw, yeah, it back, though. throw them back. Because yeah. I don't uh, really catch anything. the excitement
2: of the
0: catch. I, I don't catch well anything. I sit big. on the beach. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, you can fish from the beach, yeah. too, if you have a big enough pole.
0: Yeah. <laughs> da,
1: da, da. <laughs> no um, one here.
2: It's true. It's, <laughs> it's true, though.